Blog Talk Radio. Come back home. 
really enjoying that. Come my back home to Africa. Come back home. So my Alafia, welcome, peace and blessings both to my blog talk radio listeners. After an 11-month hiatus, I am welcoming myself back, and I'm welcoming you back to this square circle of gods and goddesses in my YouTube and Block Talk Radio platform. YouTube, I'm experiencing some buffering right now, and I'm trying to clean that up. I may end up having to refresh the page. So if you lose me in YouTube, know that I'm coming right back. I'll keep right on rolling. Indeed, I appreciate each and every one of you for being present to another edition of Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes, live on Block Talk Radio and also live simulcast on YouTube Live. All is truly and indeed a blessing. For indeed, it is the creation of sacred space that is most important to the adequate and appropriate creation of ritual, ceremony, union, if you will, of any forces coming together for any powerful and and dynamic thing. YouTube, I can now see my chat, but I can't see you. So please bear with me, YouTube. I'm I'm working on fixing that right now. Blog Talk Radio listeners, I appreciate your support. I appreciate your continued listenership. I greatly appreciate those who continue to listen during my absence for a live broadcast and who have been enjoying my archived shows at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. I also would like to welcome and have my Blog Talk Radio listeners also, I welcome you to join my live video broadcast on YouTube Live. My YouTube page is YouTube, www.youtube.com forward slash voodoo tie, V O O D O O T Y E, V like Victor, O O, D like David, O O, T like Tom, Y E. All is truly and indeed a blessing. I'm welcoming again my YouTube audience because we were having just a little bit of a buffering issues. So I did refresh the page in hopes of creating a better experience um, for you and for my viewers on YouTube. And I'm still, I'm still experiencing a delay. Um, We've been having this problem ongoing in my YouTube platform with 
buffering. Um, all of my tabs are closed. Nothing else is really running um, right now on my computer. So I don't believe it has any direct correlation to the fact that I'm I'm doing both shows at the same time. So please bear with me. All is truly and indeed a blessing. This Wednesday, November 13th, 2019, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing if you can just see beyond the veils. For it is all just an attest. It's just an illusion. It's one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. In this moment, it tests our commitment to this space. It tests our commitment to coming together and and bringing forward the truth and the information that we've been able to share here um, for over a decade uh, in the YouTube and the Blog Talk Radio platform um, collectively. YouTube, you should have a crisp, clear picture now. At least on my end, I've managed to clear up the buffering. So my YouTube viewers, you should be able to join me now um, without the buffering. And of course, my new Blog Talk Radio call-in number. Uh, for my long-time listeners of Blog Talk Radio, I have a new Blog Talk Radio call-in number. And that number is area code 845-277-9143. Again, that's 845-277-9143 if you wish to call in and be a guest or have questions or comments during the live airing broadcast. My new Blog Talk Radio live host, your microphone number is area code 845-277-9143. And, of course, my YouTube live viewers can join me and can very well call into the live number and be a part of the show verbally, or you can participate in the chat box that YouTube has provided us for the uh, live YouTube broadcast. I am grateful for your continued love and your continued support and your continued viewership and listenership to my noon U.S. Standard Time broadcast, formerly known as the Power Lunch, but always and still to be revolutionary voodoo, new audience voodoo secrets and recipes. I am humbled and honored by your continued support, your continued uh, participation, the numerous emails and direct messages and requests that I often receive from you as we all traverse our individual and our collective spiritual journey, understanding that we're here for a bigger purpose. We're here for a higher purpose. We are indeed here for a reason. Make no mistake about it. Your being present in this divine moment in time space, in this shared space, on the, the beloved planet, Mother, Father, Earth, is divinely innate. It is divinely ordered. 
You may not see clearly right now what your purpose is, some of us, but know that there is a pre-written, predetermined, divine purpose for your spirit, your power, your gifts, your talents to be present now in this time space on earth. Nothing happens by accident. Hence my mantra, all is a blessing. Nothing happens by mistake. Hence my mantra, my affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, indeed, is all is a blessing. And where all is a blessing does not fit or apply, respect the voodoo, then always applies. So I have two lanes generally in which I operate in, respect the voodoo, and, of course, all is truly and indeed a blessing. And I welcome today your questions, your comments, your requests uh, here during our live broadcast. I will be with you as, as long as possible, uh, as long as technology will allow. I'm still experiencing a great degree of buffering in YouTube. I'm not exactly clear um, what's going on with uh, YouTube, uh, beloved. So I will get that fixed. Um, I will make some reports. I also would invite you to also um, make some reports to YouTube about buffering, particularly during the noon hour, particularly during our show. I know I have some guests who firmly believe in the uh, conspiracy theories that pervade us today. Uh, interference in our technology, interference in our our marketing and in, in, in our advertising, interference in the in the food, and in the water and and in the air and, and in the very energy in which we take in and exhale each day, um, and it's something that I notice not just in YouTube, not just online, even in cell phone activity. Me and my mom or me and my sister or, or some of my godchildren can be in some of the most deep and intense conversation, and we run into this interference. We run into this background noise. We, we run into this buffering. So it's something that I've, I, I won't say that I've become accustomed to, uh, but it's something that I expect and I have learned to adjust to, particularly in the dissemination of energy and it's not always about, you know, them wanting to hear or capture or, or somehow spy in on. Uh, sometimes just the frequency that is generated when two or more are gathered, when three or more are gathered, and that unique power is brought together. We disrupt frequencies. I can remember in my younger days, my earlier days of studying meditating, working with uh, quantum metaphysics, and, of course, quartz crystals, various gemstones, minerals, metals, alchemy, if you will. And at that time, uh, greetings, Miss uh, um, S. Ford, greetings, Jasmine Donaldson, Kisa Smith, greetings, peace and blessings. Welcome for being here. Thank you for being patient through the buffering, if I mispronounce anyone's name, please forgive me. 
But I do remember a time when I was a telephone operator, when I was a receptionist, when I was a telemarketer, um, all those things that require you to sit behind a desk and dial phones and communicate um, with people on a daily basis. I can remember introducing crystals into my life, into my space, but also into my workspace. And, of course, we had older, much younger technology back then, and quartz, amethyst, hematite would readily disrupt the frequencies to the point that systems would crash, um, programs would, would go down, and, and we'd have to stop and take a break. Um, and I would test it, of course. You know, I was a kid, and, and, and sometimes you would do it maliciously. You know, maybe you wanted a break, and, and so I would test it and, and found that it was a, a quite reliable source of interference because of the frequency and vibration by which both quartz operates on and the quartz that is within your technology. If you indeed are still unaware, this is what powers your computer. This is what com what powers your cell phone, your smartphone, your iPhone, the technologies by which we utilize today, by which we rely on today. Many of you sleep with it, talk it with it, walk with it, talk with it, live with it. It is powered by this, quartz crystal. And indeed, your body, your cipher, your mind is a form of quartz crystalline technology. Our bodies are consistent of more than 70% water, we were told in, in earth science, in, in general education. But understand, silicon, dioxide, all the mineral compounds that go into this also go into what makes up the fluidity, but also the power and frequency that moves through the human body. And so we are able to duplicate, to replicate, to a great degree, many processes that we can observe in quantum metaphysics and the utilization of um, um, transcendental meditation and quartz crystal technology. Some would even suggest there is some hint of alien technology present. In both our um, mineral gem makeup in terms of our planet, Understand that nanodiamonds and, and other various compounds and, and materials not only went into the creation of Mother Earth, but are also still falling to Earth um, by the second every day or a part of our regular lives that we don't readily see uh, because they are microscopic or, or smaller than what our normal range of vision but also our normal range of consciousness and awareness might be. Some of us who are vibrating and operating in higher octaves, who have activated our third eye, who have activated your penile gland, may also be finding that you are, are seeing glimpses of light, glimpses of color, flashes into um, other planes of uh, consciousness 
but also awareness. And so we do get peaks, if you will, into interdimensional space. We do get peaks into heaven. We get peaks into hell. Uh, we indeed do see dead people, some of us, both spontaneously, meaning it happens as a direct result of your, your natural frequency and the environment and frequency in which you're operating in, but also as a result of our um, desire and our wanting to further develop higher levels of consciousness. Indeed, this requires conscious awareness. Just the idea of wanting to open your third eye, wanting to open your consciousness, the desire for not just saying it and producing that vibration that then goes out into the creative space, but also the idea that it is uh, something that you are thinking, that you are dreaming about, that you are meditating on, uh, that you are speaking into your food. You do speak into your food, don't you? Uh, welcome, um, Andre Phoenix. Welcome, Jennifer. Divine all blessed. You do speak into and over your water, right? That's a real question. <laughs> we speak life not only into ourselves, but into our environment, into our existence. And water is another form of liquid crystal. And so we speak life into and over our water. So not only should we consume and drink plenty of water and, and, and clear fluid in order to flush and cleanse and revitalize, you know, and empower our bodies, but it is also a process of speaking life into your body. So I don't just drink the water, and I never drink refrigerated cold water either, by the way, room temperature water. And I breathe, and I speak life, all of the blessings, and then I consume my water. Sometimes I come up with a much more specific focus, health, a particular goal, a, a particular target, and I breathe and speak that over my water before I consume it. The idea that religious folks pray over their food, uh, it's not just about the idea of prayer, though, though it has been compartmentalized and capsulized as such, but it's also about speaking over that which you intake into your body, understanding that you are programming it to not only feed your body, not just at the animal level, you know, your body's got to get your nutrients and, and, and your vitamins and this, that, and the other. But energy, energy, it's all energy. Our food is energy. Our breath is energy. Our, our thoughts and what we say is energy. Our feelings are energy. So the idea that you now sit and share in this space, whatever your thought, whatever your love, whatever your desire, Whatever your need, whatever your fear, whatever your hatred for, you are now projecting that, breathing that out. It travels through the creative universe, through the conscious and cosmic universe, and it must return by universal law. It must return unto you in manifestation. It cannot return unto you void. It is a universal law. So the idea that you must 
first speak ill will, or you must first speak righteousness before it manifests, is a misunderstanding. It has already manifest once you can crystallize it, once you can mystify it, meaning create it in the mist, in the in the smoke, in the creative space, before it begins to form and take body. When we think of molecules moving and spinning and, and DNA and all that good stuff, before it comes in and begins to form physicality in the manifest, what we call the physical world, it's already manifest if you can see it, if you can envision it, if you can think it, if you can understand it. And for my YouTube visitors, please forgive me for the buffering issues. Do go back and archive now to my blog talk radio, and you should be able to get a clear backup of the program, at least audio-wise, um, in blog talk radio. I am broadcasting live right now on blogtalkradio.com forward slash, I'm sorry, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. You can also both listen and call in and comment to area code four, I'm sorry, area code eight, four, five. Please forgive me uh, for apologizing so much. I have brand new numbers in Block Talk Radio. I didn't know that until today. So my brand new call-in, listening number in Block Talk Radio is area code 845-277-9143. Area code 845-277-9143. Do press the number one. On your telephone keypad, I will open your mic. This will allow you to ask your question or comment. It'll allow me to bring you into the conversation. Uh, on my YouTube live, the chat seems to be streaming fine. Um, I am seeing greetings. If you do have questions or comments in YouTube live that you wish me to respond to, please do type them in all capital letters so that I may distinguish them from the general chat as well as your general uh, greetings and salutations in the YouTube live chat. I will open Blog Talk Radio chat in future shows. I just can't handle two chats and two live broadcasts today while I'm still experiencing this buffering. Let me work out the buffering in YouTube. Uh, and, and then I'll have all four modes of communication opening and operating. I'm grateful for the for the four ever-present uh, viewers who are online with me on YouTube right now, and I'm more uh, humbled and honored by those in Blog Talk Radio who have continued to listen in archive and who have now returned today um, in the live broadcast by the dozen. And indeed, if you have a question, comment, or request, do call me at area code, area code 845. This is the new number, Block Talk Radio, 845-277-9143. You would still press the number one. On your telephone keypad, this will allow me to open your mic, to unmute your mic, and to bring you into the conversation. 
I'm going to play for Block Talk Radio uh, just a little bit of music to allow me to address some of the buffering issues on YouTube. YouTube Live, you will continue to stream live during this brief musical interlude while I try and address what's going on uh, as it relates to that buffering. I'm playing Greek Greek Soup. Greek Greek Soup by a local phenomenal artist. Dash of Cayenne to the Greek. Don't put on my green green suit. Boil a gumbo, hot and steady. Don't care if you're ready, ready. Gone free at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne, where she's buried. Build a fire on the bayou When a black cat scratch at two Under a full moon that's blue Chant some magic words, Kufaru A dash of cayenne to the room Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Black top hat, black suit too, same old rod that Moses through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof, gonna put on my grease. Black top hat, black suit too, same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. Going free at the old cemetery, down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne. To the roof, gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Yeah, black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my grease suit.
beloved, greetings, greetings and salutations. Welcome, Alafia. Thank you for being present again and always in archive at your leisure and convenience for my first Blog Talk Radio live broadcast of 2019 after a little bit of a 11 months or more hiatus. I am grateful for your continued love and support. I have absolutely been checking in on you and and with you over the past months. My archive shows have been busy. You have been listening to my sword shows on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. And I am absolutely eternally grateful. I'm also eternally grateful for my new YouTube Live listeners and supporters. I am now simulcast live with both blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen French. You know the hyphen is that little subtraction mark that you put uh, between the words. And I'm also broadcasting now live on YouTube.com forward slash Voodoo Thai. B like Victor, O, O, D like David, O, O, T, Y, E. I'm grateful for your time, for your support, for your patience, for your continued showing up at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time in the middle of your day wherever you are in the world, to be a part of this show. I was greatly impressed by the number and the diversity of listeners that we also have on the mother continent, uh, in Africa, in Togo, in Benin, in South Africa, in Egypt, in Uganda, in Rwanda. I'm grateful for Block Talk Radio and YouTube and their ability to give us the world reach, the pan-African reach that true activists, true revolutionaries need and desire in order to not only interact with our community, but to be proactive within our community. Uh, Often when I'm not broadcasting with you live on air, it's not because I don't want to, it's not because I can't, It's because I'm really busy doing voodoo, doing hoodoo, doing ritual for obeya, being an active bokor as is required to maintain and carry the titles that that not only I represent and claim to represent, but many others around us and within our community claim to honor and to also represent. It is essential that we not only do what we need to do to maintain social media presence, visibility, but it's also important to do what's necessary to absolutely live up to the demonstration that's required to step in and walk in and honor many of the titles that people are now embracing and taking on. Whether you have been titled by an authority, whether you claim some sort of self-proclaimed 
title or initiation. And, and you've heard me say before, the latter is the harder path because, indeed, you then have to have the maturity, the wisdom, the dexterity, the self-love, the self-discipline, the self-critical scrutiny needed to continue the journey of learning, of growing, of growing, of, of, of listening to both spirit but also life. Life itself will speak to you. Experience itself will speak to us. That is why my mantra is all is a blessing. For indeed, whatever the challenge is, it is another stepping stone. It's another lesson. It's another page in the book of study that leads to the next lesson, that leads to the, that leads to the next level, that leads to the next place, the next destination in the journey of my own personal spiritual growth and development, as well as that which we collectively share uh, as a community. So it's important that we maintain authenticity, that we maintain truth, that we're living up to the absolute ideas, principles, titles, names, philosophies that we often expound, that we often aggressively uh, promote in our various social media platforms, in our various um, uh, connections to the world. Uh, it is indeed a small world. Remember that song, Disneyland, Disney World? It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small, small world. Well, indeed, it is much smaller now with not only the technology that we have come to rely on as it relates to the Internet and, and computer technology, but DNA. Every day I get a contact, an email, I run into someone in the street who expresses their gratitude, their uh, thankfulness for being introduced to the power that is that lays within DNA technology, particularly for the African American who over the generations, it has been said, <clears throat> excuse me, that we don't know our gods and we don't know our ancestors and we don't know where we come from. And somehow we've been stripped and that has been cut off from us in a very direct and literal way. We may say that that might be true, uh, relatively speaking, uh, but figuratively speaking, um, that's not entirely true. DNA memory survives. Ancestral memory survives in your DNA. So it is within your DNA, our ancestral connection, not only through our bloodlines and through our families and, and through our lineages, but there's also an energetic connection. Energy supersedes all things. So there's also that energetic connection that is maintained, that is kept, that is encoded within our DNA just like in the very fabric of our quartz crystals that is unbroken, that is undisturbed, that is just waiting for us to tap into it, to acknowledge it, to turn the light on, to begin to do the work, to reconnect those neurons 
and that connectivity in our in our consciousness is a, that allows us to be fluid and be uh, uh, lucid is the word I'm looking for in our dream state, in our in our meditative state, in our trance state, in our ability to enter the realm of spirit. And for many of you, this is about trust. Because if you can't trust enough to close your eyes, to still your mind, because it requires you to then stop listening to the heat, to stop listening to maybe the kids, to stop listening to the sounds outside outside your house and outside your room. It, it requires you to then stop listening to your thoughts, your bills and and what's due and, and what not be right. It requires you to truly be still and to first trust enough to go within. I know from my own transcendental meditative exercises, as well as those documented and recorded by my godchildren and my students, that trust losing yourself, coming outside your body, for instance, not being able to get back in your body. Um, some people have a fear of what might be encountered. Some of you have a fear of what might exist in dark space, in dark matter. And we could do a whole show just on dark space and dark matter uh, and what we call negative energy. Um, we've had a, a, a few moments of consistent streaming. So I pray everything is okay now with my YouTube Listeners, welcome again, YouTube Live at youtube.com forward slash be like Victor, O-O, D like David, T-Y-E, and also my blogtalkradio.com, listeners at blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. Greetings, greetings. Thank you for coming back, Jasmine. Thank you for coming back, Miss Ford. Thank you, everyone, for your continued support. You all survived any kind of technology, technological glitch. You all continued support, and I absolutely appreciate that. Um, I've probably restarted my YouTube live today, what, four times now, and you all keep coming back. So I certainly do appreciate that. There's absolutely a message that I want to share I also want you to share your message, your questions, your comments, your concerns. So if you're in my YouTube live platform, please do enter your chat and type your questions in all capital letters so that I can distinguish it from the general greetings and other conversations that might be happening in the chat. If you are on my blog talk radio phone line, and you can indeed watch me on YouTube and listen to me and talk to me on Block Talk Radio by way of my new Block Talk Radio phone number, and that number is area code 845-845-277-9143, Give me a day or two to memorize this brand-new number and I'll be able to roll it off my tongue the way I used to be able to roll off my old number. And I haven't tested the old number, so I don't know if the old number still works. Uh, if I have any of my long-time, decade-long listeners from, from Blog Talk Radio on, 
Try that old number and let me see if you show up in my queue. If you do show up in my queue at 847-277-9143, do press the number one on your telephone keypad, and that would allow me to open your mic and Block Talk Radio, and you too can be a part of this conversation. YouTube, uh, until they do an upgrade, you're going to have to chat me. <laughs> chat me your greetings, chat me your salutations, and of course, type your questions in YouTube in all capital letters so that I can distinguish them. I will not be answering Skype live during the show. That will just be too confusing. So if you're trying right now to reach me through Skype, that won't work until I end this broadcast. So I would need you to either call my Blog Talk Radio number at 845-277-9143 during this live airing broadcast or enter your questions in all capital letters in the YouTube chat box, and I will be able to address you there. Again, for clarity, I am simulcast both Blog Talk Radio Live and YouTube Live Voodoo Thai, both at the same time. I greet and welcome you. Welcome you. And I welcome your participation. I welcome your questions. Let's talk about astrology. Let's talk about the full moon that's happening right now. Let's talk about politics. Let's talk about the demons and the djinn that haunt you and that interrupt life and that get into our politics and to our educational system that's involved in what's happening with our food and our water. And let's have a great discussion here in this shared space. I don't want this to be a place where I'm hearing my voice. This is not an ego thing for me. I'm not here to look at myself, you know, reflected back from my, my video screen. I'm here to interact and bring authentic, revolutionary voodoo, New Orleans voodoo secrets and recipes right to you directly. We've had a 14-minute time span now of little to no YouTube buffering. Amen and Ashe. Greetings, Eve. Great greetings. And if you have questions, type them in all capitals for me. I greet you. I welcome you on this day that we acknowledge Obatala, on this day that we acknowledge Egungun, on this day, Ibai, that we acknowledge Iyami, on this day, Mojuba, that we acknowledge the powers and the forces of Sampana, Babalu Oye, on this day, we acknowledge the ancestors, on every day, we acknowledge and stand on the shoulders and the powers and the energy and the investment of great and mighty ancestors. And it is our responsibility to walk in that, to step into that, but not only to show up and represent, but to be proactive, to be creators and co-creators in the process, just as we are creators and co-creators in the process of our own lives and our own journey and our own destiny. Voodoo. Hoodoo, Obia, it's not about ego. It's about healing. It's about balance. It's about empowerment. It's about being able to bring real life changing results right here, 
right now in this most present time space, right now. This isn't about what happens after you die. This isn't what happens after you pray and pray and beg and plead and ask God and ask the universe. This is about not only setting an intention, creating a, a, a something bigger than a spell, because spell is temporary. Look that up in your dictionary. Spell is temporary. I'm talking about result-oriented, lasting results. I'm talking about beating diabetes. I'm talking about beating heart problems. I'm talking about beating mental health imbalances. I'm talking about beating and crushing generational curses. I'm talking about real things, real things. And when I'm not present, it's not because I don't love you. It's not because I can't be here. It's because the schedule is overwhelming. Voodoo Worldwide is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We just uh, recorded and filmed a, a new uh, show with uh, Don Wilder, Buried Worlds on the Travel Channel. So I want you to look for that. That will be coming out in coming weeks. Of course, I'm still doing Hollywood South TV, movies, commercials, the regular airing stuff that you all see me on, NCIS, New Orleans, Queen Sugar, and the like. But more importantly, the voodoo, the voodoo. There is no voodoo without nature. There is no voodoo without Ifa. There is no Ifa without voodoo. There is no voodoo without communal interaction. There is no solitary witch. There is no isolation in voodoo. Ashe is not something that we own, that we rent, that we somehow lease, that somehow belongs to us. It is shared. It is conferred. It is communal. We call on and we pull the shared ashe of our community, of our houses, of our elays, of our elders, of, of the priests and priestess who touch our heads, who are part of our ceremonies, of the qualified practitioners who read into destiny, who read into our futures. So this is a 24-hour-a-day 365-day-a-year vocation, and it should be documented in 2019. There should be a footprint in 2019 for anyone who claims to be spiritual, religious, conscious, mind-changing, mind-interrupting healer, therapist practitioner, whatever that might be, even our doctors, we hold them to a higher standard for education, for experience, for skill, for knowing what they're doing, even for customer service and bedside manner. And so we should expect the same thing with our healers and our practitioners and our doulas and our Ianifa and our Babalao and our Hoodoo and, and Bokor and our practitioners. We should set them to the same standard, if not higher. And there should be a footprint. Ask, what was I doing two years ago? What was I doing five years ago? What was I doing 15 years ago? 
What was I doing 35 years ago? What was I doing 45 years ago? And is that documented? Is there a footprint? These are the questions that you ask as a newcomer, as a student, as a speaker, but also as a practitioner. Because as a practitioner, we're confronted with the same challenges. We're confronted with the same gen, the same shapeshifters, the same chameleons, the same demons, the same angels, the same orisha, the same loa, the same spirits, the same haunts, etc. There's always that literal and figurative to a truth, which is relative truth. And there's also those absolute laws that govern quantum metaphysics, that govern the spirit realm, that govern our lives. And I've said, and, and I'm rewriting my script, if you will. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying new things. I'm trying not to repeat the same things that I've said in Blog Talk Radio and in YouTube for the last decade. And I want to move the show into a more 2020 direction, but I still say, and I still stand on the spirit realm is more real, more tangible, more evident than anything we can assume, create, imagine in the physical realm. For indeed, it begins and has its reality first in the spirit realm. You've heard, if you can see it, if you can perceive it, if you can think it, you can make that thing happen. But that's more than positive thinking. The philosophers, the mathematicians, the quantum metaphysicians of whom we say are qualified, who have done the numbers, say that that is scientifically true, that anything that you can imagine, good or bad, if you can conceive it, if you can perceive it, that's what gives us joy, that's what gives us anxiety, that's what gives us fear, that's what gives us our sense of excitement, and you can visualize that thing, it's already real in, in one of at least 11 other dimensional time spaces. They don't always share the direct same time space with us. So it feels real. The hair stands up on your on your arm. You sweat or, or, or you feel those butterflies. But it can be brought into our dimensional time space, into our present moment, based on a number of factors. Timing, location, many mathematical, scientific things that I'm not going to overload you with right now on this first simulcast broadcast of, of revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans voodoo secrets and recipes. But I absolutely welcome you. I invite your questions and comments in both the YouTube platform and also the Blog Talk Radio platform. The Blog Talk Radio phone number is area code 845-277-9146. Area code 845-277-9143. Do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I will unmute your mic and invite you into this conversation. And, of course, in my YouTube Live platform, YouTube Live at, I'm sorry, YouTube Live, I'm sorry, YouTube 
dot com forward slash B O O D O O T Y E. Type your questions in the chat. Uh, but please, Eve, type your questions. Eve's great. Please type your questions in all capitals. It'll make it easier for me to see without having to lean into the chat box like this. You're asking the question, or should I read what you wrote before? Let's see. Dancing between two lives. I can relate to that. That's my reality. Coming into myself during this awakening transition. Okay, Blog Talk Radio, she's asking, she's stating and asking, this is Eve's great, my struggle right now is dancing between two lives. Coming into myself during this awakening transition, my perspective is changing, making it harder to communicate with people daily. How can I play this game called life? And her second question is, should I still be strategic? And yes, please, thank you so much for the question and the comment. Um, And I'm now going to respond. That's my reality, beloved, and that is the living reality of anyone who is truly and authentically walking in spirit space. And what I mean by authentically is you can access other dimensional spaces, other spiritual zones through artificial means, which would mean that you're now open or in this dimensional space, but you're not prepared, you don't have the tools. And so we can do this through drugs and alcohol, sometimes uh, physical, chemical, hormonal changes and imbalances in the body can open up spiritual doors, spiritual windows, third eye activity that allow your children to see and experience, that allow us as adults to see and experience and then there is that calculated, initiated, trained, over time, just like lifting weights, you wouldn't, you know, somebody like me who's never, ever lifted weights couldn't just run into the gym, pick up the heaviest weight, and start doing it. I just couldn't. At the minimum, I would have to work out, stretch, exercise, get my body up to level, then I would have to put the appropriate weight and use the appropriate type of weight. I might have to start with the hand dumbbell. I might have to start with something simpler before the professional physical uh, therapist or, uh, or athletic assistant would then say you're prepared now to lift a heavy weight. So spiritual growth, Spiritual access is very much Eve's grace, similar to that, in that we can't just jump out there. I was playing the piano by ear at two. I could play Mary Had a Little Lamb. I could play Jingle Bells. And then as I got older, I could, I could hear and duplicate what we call chords. If you don't know music, that's... Uh, more than one finger at a time. So so one finger might be one note, but two fingers 
or three fingers or four fingers might together in harmony, because it's got a sound in harmony, might be a chord. So in spiritual growth, we have to then learn to integrate our various skills in very much the same way. I don't particularly care to be identified as, for instance, a fortune teller. Do I have those skills and abilities? A psychic reader, do we have those skills and abilities? And then there's an array of other skills that you rarely hear about because they're often not used in advertising or, or in self-promotion because many of these people don't even know these words, haven't done the study, don't know that there's a whole array of things out there, other ways that we tap into spirit. Some of you tap into your nose. Some, some of you have superior hearing or can hear things at other locations. There are all other forms of spiritual gifts that we rarely go into in conversation. But there's a process, just like lifting weights, just like learning to play an instrument, learning to read music, learning to then sing or duplicate music through an instrument. There's a process of growth and development and education that then has to happen. So the idea of walking between two worlds first is a sign of authenticity in terms of am I really having spirit communication or should I go see my therapist a little bit more often? And there's nothing wrong with both. I'm not suggesting that's you. I'm speaking universally, uh, Eve, great, to the audience. But Walking between the two worlds is a sign of authenticity, first and foremost. But then you must journal. The whole idea of keeping a black book, a grimoire, uh, in, in magical stories, in fairy tales, in, in magical texts, has a real grounded basis in reality. Because if you are not documenting your experience, your dreams, what moon cycle was it? What position were, were the planets in astrology in? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What were you eating? Were you pulling a double? Uh, were you dealing with the crisis in your family? These are all the things that many of you, uh, mothers, fathers, uh, uh, single-headed household, uh, married couples, individuals, we all have a ton of things on our plate that our brains, our computer, our crystal has to process at the same time while we're claiming to be on this spiritual journey. Um, and so we have to take notes. We have to be able to look at what went on Monday. What day was it Monday? What was the planet positions on Monday? What was going on in concert with your vision, your dreams? that feeling. Now, sometimes, Eve's great. I feel out of body, disconnected, especially earlier in the day. Um, and I shouldn't say this live on air, but the best time to connect to, to connect and to catch me uh, for a reading is in my sleep or fresh out of my sleep um, when I'm still foggy and in that space. Um, because, again, walking between two worlds, I often wake up, every day I wake up in between those two worlds. 
and I then have to decipher the real world from what I feel. You wake up in the morning. Some of you who are listening to me right now know what I'm talking about. You've had this experience. You are having this experience. You wake up in the morning. You don't know if you want to feel good or bad. And it's not just, I don't know if I want to feel good or bad, because we're not talking about depression or emotional or mental. I'm talking about, I don't know if I want to feel good or bad, and I don't know why. My body is here, but my spirit is outside of me. And the energy in association with the dream, the vision, the state that you are in during your sleeping state, and the more spiritual you tend to be, the deeper you go into spirit realm, the heavier you tend to sleep. You often don't remember your dream state. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be a light sleeper who then falls into a deep sleep for two or three hours, and then you wake up. But there are other symptoms that have to be accounted for. How well then do you remember your dream state? And how lucid, which is another factor, because that's, again, about development and growth, lucid dreaming. It takes practice to be lucid dreamer. It takes practice to be active, Know you're dreaming, but then know how to activate and be active in that state without disrupting the dream, without coming out of the trance. Uh, some of you remember me telling a story about an alien encounter that I had. Uh, out of body, uh, what is that, fifth dimension alien encounter um, where I heard them, saw them, had an out of body experience, was relocated. But then when I came to myself and realized that it was not a dream, that it was more than meditation, I, the fear of it, the anxiety of it, immediately cut the, the connection. I fell into my body, fell into my body. And many of you know exactly that feeling. You wake up out of the middle of your sleep. You just fell into your body. You're sweating. But except I was not asleep. I was in a deep meditative state when I had my uh, encounter, my experience. So you have to be able to distinguish the in-between the two worlds as well as the symptoms, signs, communications that you may also be receiving. So you've got to keep a journal. And I know it's work. It's like going to college. It's it's like earning a a doctorate. It's like writing your, your thesis, you know, I'm adding one more thing to the load that many of you feel you already have to carry in in life and in society. But if you want to be authentic, if you want to be true, if you want to be accurate in your spirit growth and development, particularly those of you who are wanting to proclaim and claim services for other people, and I don't care if it's from Reiki to crystal work, to astrology, to psychic reader, to voodoo practitioner, Apollo practitioner, healer, whatever safe zone you might feel you're in, whatever hot zone you might feel you're in, we're all operating with energy. And we're inviting energy unto ourselves. And you're either inviting life unto yourself or you're inviting death unto yourself. 
You're either inviting life unto your clients and the people that you read and the people that you make contact with and the people that you pass in the grocery store unawares, or you're breathing confusion or death or madness or order, you know, or traditionalism. We all have to get clear about who we are as a tool, as a vessel, as a crystal, vibrating light, vibrating energy, sending a beacon, a message out into the creative space that has to return to you in manifestation. And its last form of manifestation is the physical. It has to pass through all the other dimensional spaces before it gets to that the emotional, the mental, the energetic, uh, all the other bodies, energy bodies that we often neglect to think about in our journey as, as spiritual people and spiritual workers and practitioners. Please do, I invite you during this simulcast of both YouTube Live and Blog Talk Radio, I'm doing both right now, please do, if you're in YouTube Live, that's YouTube dot com forward slash voodoo tie and you're in your live in the chat do type your questions in capital letters that you want me to see and to respond to i welcome and certainly appreciate your questions comments requests love support comments chatter all of that but but that which you wish me to respond to type in all capitals and I see you, YouTube. I'll be with you momentarily. I'm also inviting you to also listen to me live and be a part of my blog talk radio experience by calling my blog talk radio number, which is area code, and this is a new number, 845 277 9143. And what I'm going to do, because you can watch me and listen to me now at the same time, so you don't have to, ch to chat me if you don't want. You can now call in as area code 541 has already done. What I'm going to do is, and I'm preparing you 541, I'm coming. What I'm going to do is I'm going to look at my switchboard. I'm going to call out your area code, for instance. Area code 541. And if I have more than one person in that area code, I would then call out the first three numbers of your phone, like 614. So area code 541, your mic is now open. Please hit me with your question, comment, or request. All is a blessing. Welcome. Well, thank you so much. Um, all such a beautiful topic. Um, I missed. How long have you? This is this is your life. How long has this been your life? Your life. Your life's work. Well, first, who's calling and where are you calling from? This is Camille, and I am in Oregon. Give thanks, and again, welcome to the broadcast. Thank um, you. First of all, I've been doing this all my life. I yeah. uh, taught a sort of a class or a symposium, if you will, yesterday here in New Orleans on Lakeshore Drive at a place mm -hmm. called the People Program. 
And the people program is designed for individuals 50 and over, though you can be 40-ish and participate in the people's program uh, if you were so wanting to. And in this program, we teach everything from healing, uh, education, history, you know, taxes, all that, all that kind of stuff. And I was there to teach voodoo. And, of course, I couldn't talk about or share voodoo without telling my own story. And right. so the same question that you just asked was asked of me yesterday. And the first thing that I said was the very first thing that I can remember as a story, as a conversation, as a topic of interest in my family was voodoo. One, two, whatever that age is that, that you really first begin to maybe not remember complete conversations, but remember bits and pieces, remember who was there, remember the mm-hmm. energy thereof, and the conversation was voodoo. And, of course, it was always fearful, to some degree negative. Uh, some family members wanted it hushed. Y'all don't talk about that around the kids. Uh, that's some foolishness. You know, of course, we believe in Jesus now. They're doing Jehovah Witness. They're doing evangelical Christianity. This is my true family story now. So the first thing I could remember before I knew Santa Claus was voodoo. I have a great uncle, may he rest in heaven, may he rest in our room, who was blind most of his life. And so, you know, you would ask, what happened to Uncle Nisus? How did he go blind? And the story was voodoo. A woman in Yazoo City, Mississippi, put some herb, some concoction in, in the rim of his hat, and he went blind. He sweat, sweat came down in his eyes, he went blind. So all, the first thing I knew was wow. voodoo before I knew what church was, what religion was. Um, my family was what church folks would call worldly up until I was probably, uh, I would say, six or seven years old. And that's when I first experienced the spiritualist church, the black spiritualist church. And I grew up in Maryland, Maryland. Uh, I know many of you believe I'm New Orleanian. Uh, I'm a a successful transplant. I've been in New Orleans 22 years, but I grew up in, I was born in Chicago to a polygamous father who we did not know was, was bigamous or polygamous at the time. And so he moved me and my sister, Wapani, W-A-P-A-N-I, and I say her name out loud because I love my sister, and she's a book author. Um, so she has written three books of her own which tell this story that I'm telling you right now. My mother, Von Sell Savage, spelled V like Victor, O-N like Nancy, C-E-L-E, last name Savage, has also Savage. written three books. So this story has already been written, what I'm telling you right now. And so um, I then experienced a spiritualist church, and around puberty, I would say 14 or 15, we then went into evangelical Christianity. Uh, Now, prior to that transition, um, I I, I was born in the late 60s, 1966. Uh, Uh Books like The Occult and Witchcraft and Masonic Secrets and all that kind of stuff was readily available at the library, 
at the public library, in your school system, it was during the rise of, of evangelical Christianity as a political base, I would say in the late 70s going into the 1980s. Some of my listeners may remember this when they went after books of that nature. Even um, Tom Sawyer was banned in many public school systems uh, for using uh, the N-word um, and, and other truthful language uh, that the evangelical Christians found objectionable uh, in a school public library. So like many of you are doing now in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s and your 50s, I did all of my digging into those books, studying paganism and witchcraft and and what Orisha was with what limited information we had about Orisha in, in the 70s. I, I did a great deal of that then. I also, as you can assume, grew up in a very violent and abusive and misogynistic household. And by 12, 13, I was often on the street. My mm. father would take my key and lock me out and, and force me out onto the street as a way of toughening me up, making me a man, giving me some sense of independence. And so I grew up in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area during the early to late 1970s into the 1980s. And so I grew up riding the Metro. Um, the Smithsonian was free. So I grew up in the Space Museum. I grew up in the National History Museum. I grew up in the public library. My mother was the first educated woman in her family. Um, and uh, I don't know who the first college-educated person was in my father's family. Uh, but my mother was indeed the first in my mother's side of the family. And so education was critical. Even in this storm, I got the teaching of education and how to use a library. And that was my playground. That's where I was allowed to go unmonitored uh, all day and into the night, you know, since I was locked out of the house. I was allowed to wow. do that, and then I was always told I had to walk home from wherever I was. So I spent hours in the Natural History Museum in the, you know, they would have whole displays of Egypt, whole displays of the of the African village, whole displays of pro-magnum man and, and, and you know, biology and chemistry. And, and that's how and where I grew up and was first exposed to not just voodoo, but indigenous culture and tradition and what we now call ATR, traditional African religious system. I had to leave home finally at 15. So now I'm on the street. Now I'm hitchhiking cross country. Um, avoided, not by my own volition. I, I, I give all due praise to the Most High, to the ancestors, to the power of the voodoo. Never got into any kind of drugs. Never experimented with drugs. You know, did my little marijuana, but that was it. Um, never had to rob anybody still for survival, you know, didn't run into any kind of vices, but somehow I was protected and I was covered. And along my journey, I ran into teachers and elders and leaders and, and financiers of various races and religions and, and paths and traditions. So as early as 16, I was officially initiating into 
first, uh, what we what I would now reference as Hispanic paths, Santeria, Lukumi, those were most known in the early 80s, and particularly in areas like California, New York City, Miami, these are places where I was uh, as still a young person on the street. Um, as I got older and got deeper into my knowledge, my early 20s, um, now I'm looking at, first looking at Yoruba, Akan, and then at 25 being officially initiated into those traditions. Um, then realizing the politics, um, I'm going to digress for a moment for clarity. Uh, misogynism, um, men running amok with ego and control and abuses. And we not only saw that and still see that in some of our ATR-based traditions, uh, but we also saw that to some degree, uh, and this is going to be controversial, y'all, with Dr. York and some of the other movements. And during the 80s, we found many of these movements sort of either splitting up, relocating, but being on the move. And now as a young adult, you know, my source of income now is vending. Uh, first, I'm vending incense, body oil, jewelry, uh, beaded jewelry, things you can make, things you can create, things you can buy wholesale. And a part of that environment, vending, traveling, being on the street with vendors, you definitely gain some elders, some leaders, some teachers, some people who tell you what not to do, some people who tell you how to do some things. Um, and I, I then found that my spirit was now experiencing with some of the HCR paths and traditions, the very things that I felt I was leaving the church for, I began to resonate with voodoo. Voodoo began to stand up in, in me in a way that um, Ifa stands up for many people today. And I often say that Ifa stands up for many people because it's the most prolific. The Yoruba, if you don't know, hold the, the highest degrees in America, they are the highest degreed individual, ethnic groups in the U.S. are the Yoruba. And so their books, their information, their technology is pervasive in the world in a way that Akan, which I would say might be second, Swahili might come in third. And Swahili had a long period of uh, favor if you will, with the 1960s going into the 1970s. But how many of us were really Swahili? How many of us really had any East African blood, you know, et cetera? And this is how now I'm thinking at 30, at 31, at 32. So now I'm meeting and interacting with Haitians and with West Africans. Um, I attended Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville. I attended um, Academy Pacific Airlines School in Hollywood, California. Um, I attended uh, Harold Washington College um, in Chicago. Uh, I've been all over. <laughs> beloved. Wow. Um, I've lived in almost every state in the union um, except Hawaii and Alaska. And I finally settled down, found a home in New Orleans and 
1986. Um, wow. That's where I knew that I had to be, where I had to stay, where, where I had to live. Uh, so anybody who's listening, friend or foe, and you want to dig, I, I just gave you everything. <laughs> I just gave you everything. Now, now just do your homework. I'm out there. I'm out there. I don't, um, beloved caller, I don't beat my chest a lot. Um, I don't get on air and, and profess a lot of lineage and call off a whole lot of names. And there's reason right. for that. Political, for me, political reason for that. And the reason for that is, one, voodoo has been bastardized. People yeah. think somehow, and, and, and I'm, I'm making some motions now with my hands that, that only my YouTube listeners can see, my YouTube viewers can see. Um, somehow we put Yoruba up here, and, and voodoo is down here. There's this hierarchy of consciousness or of, of authenticity or connecting, and somehow if you're not Yoruba or Akan, then you're just playing around. That's the pop cultural belief. It is rooted in white supremacy. It is rooted in mm. the history of what enslavement is. And when you ask the average African, West African, born and raised, who I'm in communication with every day, I get the best use out of my WhatsApp, out of my Skype. I don't use it for business. I use it for communication. So I'm mm. talking to Nigerians, Brazilians, people in Italy, people in the U.K. every single day. Now, am I bilingual or fluent? No. I, I, I consider myself Google savvy. <laughs> I know how to no, use yeah. Google Translate. And if they can speak their language, Clearly and properly, and it is in Google Translate, I communicate with those people. So I have a close-up, hands-on understanding of how they view the word voodoo. So if you ask a Nigerian, a Christianized Nigerian, an Islamicized Nigerian, the average Western Nigerian, it's all voodoo. It's all voodoo. You can call it Ifa, you can call it a Khan, you can call it Fan. Those are families. Those are ethnic groups. Voodoo is our umbrella word, which encompasses the West African ethnic groups that brought the voodoo here to the West. We still have people saying Haitian voodoo. Well, are you Haitian? Mm -hmm. What's your connection to Haiti? Well, New Orleans has a connection to Haiti. It's oh, our yeah. sister city. But voodoo did not come to New Orleans by way of Haiti. Voodoo came to New Orleans by way of the Middle Passage. The first ship, and in my most recent research, the last ship that brought enslaved Africans to Louisiana ports were from the Bight of Benin. And that includes Togo, Benin, and the surrounding area during that time. So the voodoo came straight here. When we look at archaeological records, they now are finding piles of white rock in various land um, mark uh, locations along the East Coast, what we call the Gullah Geechee area, near the hearth where the fire was, or in a particular northeast corner of the house. And they can only deduce that this has a religious, spiritual significance 
Now, some of us who practice Orisha, who practice voodoo, might, you know, a light might have went off in your head when I say white rocks, Obatala, Don, Dambala. Many of the spirits that we associate with white, white cloth, white energy, but even divination, even that magic number of 16, uh, and in the finding of 16 items, suggests a transfer of this authentic voodoo practice to the West. If you can count in Fon, in Eve, in Akan, you're now only as an enslaved African being forced to now count in Portuguese, in Spanish, in English. So if you can count and you can remember your rhythm, which is what we did in Congo Square, the one place in the South where we were allowed to gather and be African and drum African was Congo Square. You could have been lynched anywhere else in the South for trying to do that. So within that was capsulized our God, our deities, our practice. If you can remember how to count, then you can remember the days. Then you can remember the rhythms. Then you can remember the deities associated with the days and the rhythms. The difference between, let's say, Mississippi and Louisiana versus Cuba was outside of Congo Square, we weren't allowed to do that out in the open. We weren't allowed to organize it. We weren't allowed to say that we even knew or we even remembered it. You pretended like you did not remember it. That was how you survived in the Mm -hmm. antebellum Southern America. The Catholic south of the border had developed a relationship with ATR, with African-based systems, and said, let them keep their African foolishness on their downtime, in their free space, but force them to convert to Catholicism. And so that's what they did. And now they look at Santa Barbara and they see Shango. <laughs> now they look at, yeah. you know, Christ hanging on the cross and they see Eshu and Papa Legba. And they, they still hid, but they were able to organize. And that's why the idea that somehow Lukomi and Ifa is up here and Voodoo is down here is because they were able to were given the space to organize in Cuba, Puerto Rico, Brazil, in a way that we could not in the U.S. So our practitioners and our practice had to be underground. Even when it's out in the open, hence Congo Square, it's still underground. Uh Congo Square, particularly now in modern terms, is a public space. Anybody's welcome to anybody and a dog is welcome there. Okay, you're not seeing Mm. sacred ceremonies there. You're not seeing people trance there. You're not seeing people invoke spirit there organically because once you come out into public space, you hinder organic. You hinder the the move of spirit to some degree. That's why religious spaces, churches, temples, mosques, generally have four walls and a door. Even in Voodoo, we have parastyle. We have the voodoo house. We we have the our ceremonies that go on that are not in public space. So right. another reason I don't tout the lineage, and the, even though that information is available, and when people ask me directly, I answer them directly, 
who many of my elders are, and many of them are, are living. One of the cons of today is all of my elders are dead, but I was initiated. Can I move into your house? Or will you accept me, you know, with this title that I say that I had? That's a new con today, both practitioner and client. So wow. many of my practitioners are absolutely still living, uh, and they can be well documented. But I also don't want us, the descendants of the Middle Passage, to continue this notion that you have to have an accent, you have to be outside the country in order to somehow be authentic, in order to somehow be connected directly to both spirit and to the roots of who and what our ancestors are. And so I've, I've come through the trenches. Um, I, I've, I've, I've been on the bricks, as they say. I've been on the street um, with this at, at both its grassroots level but also at its organized higher level. Um, I fear the drama that many of you fear. I fear the politics that many of you fear. And I'm creating and recreating a lane for us as African Americans that we operate in autonomously that connects us authentically back to the root. And, and so that's why you see me photographed and, and doing uh, live video with Obas and Arabas and Babalaos and Ianifas and Hogans and practitioners from Haiti and Africa and Cuba and, and Brazil. Um, many of you know I have a temple in Brazil. Some of you, this may be the first time you've even ever heard that. <laughs> I have a uh-huh. whole voodoo house in Brazil. So my reach and the reach of the voodoo is great, um, and it is being documented, both in literary works but also in documentaries right now as we speak. Um, many of the missing days and missing times in the most recent year have been because I am filming something, documenting something, performing something, extending this space so that we as African Americans don't have to keep seeking out the Nigerian, the Cuban, uh, the Haitian, you know, for authenticity to connect us back to what already exists in our blood, what's already a part of our, our, our ancestral memory. We just need to invoke that, bring that. So I'm not trying to be Babalao. I'm not trying to hold a Rabba. I'm not trying to hold those traditional titles. I'm happy being Hoodoo, New Orleans Voodoo. I'm happy being Obia. I'm happy being Bokor. There's also a level of fear and apprehension about Obia, Bokor, Hoodoo. And it's not the foolishness that you hear, you know, binding people, cursing people, et cetera, though we fight and battle that. But it is about operating in these systems as they grew and remanifest on this side of the water, on this side of the, the Atlantic, and to reconnect the Middle Passage, which is uh, one of the goals of my temple in uh, Brazil and and. God bless, heaven bless, or room bless, 
um, Sandra Zanata, who is the high priestess, the voodoo practitioner who is running the temple in, in Brazil. Our goal is to retrace the middle passage literally in terms of how voodoo and ATR got here to the West and to show that it is still alive, it is still thriving, it is still surviving, and to now refuel West Africa. Because to a great degree, um, they're moving on to Western culture, Christianity, Islam, Western way of thinking. And we're beginning to see, uh, even in, in some examples of Ifa, it's showing up as a tourist-based thing. And the meat, the guts, is not being fully tapped. And so we would like to see a day when, when that's revived. And I believe that the new generation of African, both West African-born and American-born, are now being reinvented, reborn in the West with the tools, the skills, the access, and the resources to truly bring fire and, and rebirth life into voodoo worldwide. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal. That's, that's why I don't spend a whole lot of time in the debate with people, you know, about their initiations and who initiated them and where they came from and, and et cetera. Um, I feel my footprint is already there. And if people want to do the homework and people want to do the research, they can. And let me tell you, they have, all over the world, they have, I got individuals, friends and foe in the U.K. and India and other parts of the world who are looking at us and this voodoo and this hoodoo very closely, and their goal is to control it. And not for spirit not for ancestors, but for money, mm-hmm. for capitalism, for retail. They see our thirst for this to be that great. Forgive me, beloved. Allow me a moment, if you will, to address some of the comments in chat, uh, my YouTube chat, and then I'll be right back with you, okay? Okay. Now, um, I'm in the chat. Please forgive me if I'm skipping questions or comments um champagne please you're in need of some spiritual guidance on your spirit path now just from what you have there that is a personal request so if you don't mind please because i don't want to go into your personal business live on air do send me a request by way of my email at divine prince d-i-v-i-n-e prince P-R-I-N-C-E, at HouseOfTheDivinePrince.com. I'll be glad to assist you um, more directly. Um, Jennifer, how do I know if there, if this is my path? Her question is, how do I know if this is my path? I have no desire to become a priestess or anything. I just want clarity on my own path. Th- and thank you, uh, Jennifer, and all my callers and commenters for your questions and active participation. There are many ways to know that this is your path, but also your calling. There is absolutely truth in dreams, intuition, what you feel, uh, that inner sense that spirit is talking to you, communicating with you. There's absolutely 
truth to that. And as I suggested in an answer with a earlier uh, question, keeping a journal, it's very important to note this activity in order to make sense of it. We all have individual language that's communicated with the spirit realm. Fish in a dream don't mean the same thing to everybody. The color blue doesn't mean the same thing to everybody. Uh, who was positioned where? You have to find out what your spirit language is, coding is, symbology is, by keeping a journal. Uh, greeting uh, Merce Sarah. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. And if I'm not, brother, please call in on my Blog Talk Radio uh, phone line right now so I can hear your voice and know how to properly pronounce your name. I am simulcast broadcasting. I am both on YouTube Live. So forgive me if I forget to look at you at the camera. I am on YouTube.com forward slash Voodoo Thai, V-O-O-D-O-O-T-Y-E. And I'm also broadcasting again live on Blog Talk Radio at area code. Call me with your questions, comments, requests at area code 845-277-9143. I have a brand new Blog Talk Radio call-in co-host number. And that number is 845-277-9143. Press the number one on your telephone keypad. I will open your mic and allow you to ask your questions or comments. But greetings, uh, beloved. Um, All is truly and indeed a blessing. Uh, Regina, thank you so much. Um, Enzo Khalifa, you're another one. Please call in. Let me hear your voice, and I want to hear you pronounce your name so that I forever know how to properly pronounce your name. If you have questions in YouTube, I need you to type them in capital letters so that I may distinguish them from the comments and other uh, communications in the chat. Otherwise, do call my Blog Talk Radio live number. Jennifer, you also know that this is your path by then seeking a qualified practitioner. Now, that can be tricky for some people. So I strongly advise, obviously, I'm a little biased, that you would seek me first and have ancestry work done. I have a service that's called Ancestral Work and Divination. In that, we throw divination, which is universal to West Africa, no matter what your ethnic group, but in that, we use it in concert with your DNA work to determine specific paths, specific lineages, specific systems that you might be um, genetically, ancestrally connected to. And we all have ancestors. So I don't care who you are, where you're from. I don't turn anybody down who, who calls me or, or requests my, my aid. Some of you seek me out to have work done in other areas of your life. 
and that is one of the first things that we talk about is DNA. Have you had your DNA done? Let me see that. Share that with me. Allow me then to couple that with the ancestry divination so that with the two, we can then formulate a much clearer picture of the ancestral lineage-based systems that influence your growth, your progress, your skills, your talents, but they also influence your block. Your ancestors likes, dislikes, uh, phobias, uh, insecurities, blocks show up in our DNA. And it does not mean that they show up in every generation. They, certain diseases skip generations. Certain behaviors skip generations. Certain skills skip generations. So it's a random mix that we all receive from both our mothers and our fathers, just like doing an authentic divination. You have a left hand and you have a right hand. I often hear a hand, a hand of ephah. But what can you do with one hand? Um, I also question people's ability to then take that information and then translate it. These Odu, as they're referred to in Yoruba, exist in all forms of divination throughout West Africa and throughout the Fa divination. But these Odu speak capsules of information about taboos, things that are for us, against us, uh, how we should live, how we should walk, how we should fly. So, again, Jennifer, I would also uh, seek that type of information if it indeed helps you to then clarify what systems and or systems you should be acknowledging. Not only do I acknowledge my African lineage, I also uh, acknowledge that European lineage in its appropriate place, and I acknowledge my Asian and Indigenous American lineage in its appropriate place. And they all show up and apply as it relates to voodoo. I don't care where the voodoo is being practiced in the world. The language may be different. The geographic location may be different. Some of the plant life may be different, though we know that the Africans and the, and the traders and, and the flavors, uh, whether consciously or invertedly, transported plant, organic, animal life into the new world that we now take for granted. Popcorn, corn, maize, uh, uh, kale, watermelon. It's many things that were, were not here that we brought here that are commonplace in airway. My initiated Yoruba Ifa listeners know what airway is. It is the plant life, the herb life, what we use for the healing, for the magic in the process. Uh, there are very expensive books that are available that people can Google and Amazon and buy that not only talk about and describe various plant life and everyday life, but also um, show pictures uh, and give you an opportunity to really know and compare that West African vegetation to what we have here 
in the West and what is available to us. Don't fall for the lie or the mistruth that, you know, we don't have all the right plants and all the right animals, so you can't do an initiation in America comparable to West Africa. That's not true. I have Nigerians that not only send me plant life, but have managed to get plant life into the U.S. uh, in their luggage and and share it here in the West. I have African-Nigerian water leaves that one of my godmothers brought me from Oshogbo, Nigeria. Uh, So don't believe the myth, the lie that we don't have all the right plants that they have in Haiti so you can't do Haitian Conzo in the U.S. because you don't have the same access to the same thing. That is a relative truth. There are some plants we might not have, but there are many that we do. And so there is a way to authentically step into to represent these traditions, uh, as Jennifer suggested, as a layperson doing their own work, but also as a practitioner. And you don't have to be a practitioner. Everybody's not called to be a practitioner. The goal and the desire is not for everyone to be a practitioner. And if you really understood what being a practitioner entails, what being a real reader and consultant entails, you would not wish for it. You wouldn't want it. I I rarely get a chance to eat. To, to drink, uh, let me say I haven't had any water. It is almost 2 o'clock my time. I haven't had water since 6 or 7 o'clock this morning. I bought two cups of latte at one time. At 7 o'clock, my coffee house, Tere Coffee House, opens at 7 a.m. I've had two cups of latte. I'm still working on the first cup, and I've been in front of the computer all morning. You don't want this life. You don't ask for this life. You don't ask for the voodoo. Voodoo chooses you. You don't choose the voodoo. Voodoo chooses you. And as Jennifer implies, thank you, Jennifer, everybody's not called to be a healer, a practitioner. It drains you physically, spiritually, economically, energetically, at every level, it drains you. And if you have kids and grandkids and a life and a spouse and a husband and a wife and a job and a career and a life, stop begging to be a a practitioner. Stop begging to be a voodoo priest. Stop begging to be a reader. And I, as well as many others, have seen the fallout of that. Some of you come back to me and you need reading. You need help. You need cleansing. You've taken on problematic clients who now have stuck to you like a toxin, whose energy has stuck to you long after the client. So some of you are are, are buying a tarot deck on Monday and you're reading on Friday and you're sick by Saturday. And you're on your deathbeds by Monday. And it's because we're, and it's not just ego. It's not just vanity. It's not just competition. I'm talking about real dark matter, real energy that's a part of this work. Right now on the World Wide Web, not only are we sharing energy, but 
the well-wishers and the haters are also sharing energy. Some of you are looking at me right now wishing the worst for me, and I block it with this. (laughs) And some of you are wishing the best for this, and I breathe it in. And I breathe it in, and I send it back to you, multiplied. I send it back to you, multiplied. That's how well and how aware and how conscious I am of energy. It's not just a ritual. It's it's not just your little bullshit spell. It is a very energy that we live, breathe in our intentions and our motivations every single day. It's the thought that runs through your mind when you see the, the name, when you see the face, when you identify the person, place, or thing. It's that visceral response that tells the ancestors who you are, that tells uh, uh, Mavo Lisa and Olo Damare who you are. And that's at the root of your magic. You have not been watching your charmed homework. That's at the root of your magic. So if you are living in darkness, indeed, you project and operate in darkness. No matter how skilled or how initiated or lack thereof you are, some of you have no training, no knowledge, no skill, no consciousness about about the voodoo at all, yet your life is in a wreck and you don't know why and you're the cause. Some of you have that lust, that ajay, that iyami, that good fortune that just follows you and you can't explain it, you can't make sense of it, you ain't studied no voodoo, you ain't studied no magic, you ain't studied no math, you just walk in. And indeed, it is that organic to us. The idea of studying is a higher calling. The idea of wanting to be aware is a higher calling. The idea of consciousness is a higher calling. Once that light goes off in your head, you can't turn it out. You can't fix it. You can't hide from it. You can't stop hearing it. And you can't stop speaking it and projecting it, even if you choose to close your mouth. Maya Angelou May she rest in her room. May she rest in the heaven. It's a great example of someone who chose not to speak. After her violation, after her molestation, after her rape, and, and, and her family's response to it, she chose not to speak because she thought it was her voice, her words, that caused negative outward expression in her life. But then you realize that you don't have to speak it. If you're already thinking it, you don't have to speak it. It's already here and and it's processing. You don't have to speak it. It's already in the myth, M-I-S-T, the myth. It's already spinning and whirling in the fog of that creative space. And so finding your path is not as complicated as we make it to be. Wanting to acknowledge truth, wanting to stand up in truth, that's where it gets complicated. And I'm not talking about what you show me. 
I'm not talking about what you demonstrate me to me. I'm talking about how you stand up when no one's looking, when you're by yourself, when you close your eyes, when you're lying in your bed in the darkness of your room in your own space. That's what I'm talking about. You you can't trick full mask with the ancestors. You can't. You can't trick full mask with the Orisha, with the Loa, with the gods, with the creative forces. You can't. So no matter who you are, where you exist in the world, where you are in your spirit journey, be truthful. Be organic. First, with yourself. That is a door that opens up and allows in a greater power. Because if you can't humble yourself to say, I don't know. God, goddess, I don't know. God, goddess, I don't understand. Ancestors, this makes no sense to me. I can't clarify it. I can't process it. You've got to make it make sense. You've got to put it in my face. You've got to spell it out. That's how I communicate with the spirit realm. As a qualified practitioner, I've been walking and operating in this 40 years. I would say 45, but that would be pretentious. But even, even as a child, I was playing the piano at five and had a choir, okay? Me and Wapani were having consciously decided transcendental meditative sessions that allowed us to travel to other points in the universe, in elementary school. So, yes, 45 years I've been walking in this. But as any singer, musician, doctor, lawyer, attorney, you can be born with a skill. I was reading music at 10, but I was hearing it, playing it by ear at 3, 4, 5. So, yeah, you can breathe in the voodoo, breathe in the magic. You can be born reeking in the magic. You can be born in a family of, of practitioners authentic, legitimate, documented, out-in-the-open practitioners. You still got to study. You still got to go to boot camp. You still got to go through the process of initiation. You still have to go through the natural process of education. And, again, we see the same thing mirrored back. There are scriptures all over the world that says the microcosm mirrors the macrocosm. So we see the same thing reflected in children born in the wealth, children born in connected families, children born into the already the musically talented, the actors, performer, you know, gifted family. That doesn't guarantee the child has any bit of skill, any bit of gift, or that the child is going to then sit through the discipline and the skill and the patience and the timing necessary necessary to then gain the, the basics and the fundamentals necessary to then follow in the steps of their parents. I, I'm, my speech is picking up because I'm losing my Blog Talk Radio audience. We've done two hours. I'm about to lose my Blog Talk Radio audience and callers. Um, caller, I certainly appreciate you. I welcome you. I thank you for being a part of the show, for being a part of, of this experience. Your mic is now open, uh, 541, as you're, as you're closing out. Thank you. I thank you, beloved, for calling in with your questions and being a part of the show. 
I thank the other people on Blog Talk Radio who listened but who didn't call in. I thank you as well. And, of course, I love and appreciate my live YouTube live audience. I invite you to continue to be a part of the YouTube live experience here at youtube.com forward slash voodoo tie. But I also invite you to call in to my new Blog Talk Radio number. Now that we know we can do this, I'm going to do both at the same time daily as much as my schedule will allow. And my live listening, call in, co host number is area code. 845-277-9143. You are now in archive if you are on my blog talk radio show. So you now cannot call in live, but those who are already on the phone will remain on the phone until I actually hang up. So whatever I talk about for the next 15 or 30 minutes or however long, the archive listeners will get to hear it. The live listeners will now have to call in. I'm sorry, not call in. Go to my Blog Talk Radio show page, www.blogtalkradio. That's B as in boy, L-O-G, talkradio.com, forward slash, the hyphen, divine, hyphen, prince. And you now can listen to that entire show in archive. You can invite your friends, families, frenemies to listen to the show in archive any time of day or night at their leisure. Just like this live YouTube stream, once we all end, you then will be able to go back and watch the stream live at your leisure and convenience um, anytime you want, day or night. Isn't technology just wonderful? We did two hours of broadcast on two different platforms. We coming back 2020, because I'm already in 2020. Big style, big style. Big things are coming. My projects with the Horn Brothers are coming. Be on the lookout. My project with my voodoo temple, my voodoo house in Brazil, and our production company in Brazil is coming a documentary, documentary in the Middle Passage, in reverse. We're going to walk this voodoo from New Orleans to Brazil, back to West Africa. I also invite you all to continue to support my support, my, my sponsors, Miss Gloria the Garden here in New Orleans, located at Dumaine and North Villery. Right now we own, I'm sorry, Dumaine and Claiborne the next street down, Dumaine and North Claiborne. We occupy right now both sides of the street until we can completely get the garden moved from the, the canal side of the street to the Esplanade side of the street. Locals know what I mean. But the garden is located and it's open to the public and the community for a fair donation at Dumaine and North Villery. I also want to thank Treme Coffee House for their support. Your support was in, uh, um, appreciated and greatly needed and accepted for our Halloween event. We had a huge Halloween event here at Dumaine and North Claiborne in this historic Treme. We had it at the Street Made 
Motorcycle Club. It's a black motorcycle club here in the city of New Orleans, the historic Tremay, community, family-oriented black motorcycle club. We most certainly appreciate and send our love and our support to the street-made motorcycle club, black motorcycle club here in New Orleans. We also want to thank not just Miss Gloria and her daughter and the garden. We also want to thank uh, Nadja Amistad, who is my administrator here at House of the Divine Prince, Team Black Hawk Voodoo. Uh, for those of you who have questions and you know who you are about my trademarks and my LLCs and my uh, 501c3s and all of my paperwork and all my legal stuff, you will now be getting in contact with Nadja Amistad by way of House of the Divine Prince. She is my new administrator. Some of you know who she is. You've seen her in photos and videos with me uh, at many events now, not only the Halloween event, several other events. Um, I also want to thank um, Dred Scott for doing the slave reenactment. Um, most powerful thing I've ever seen. Um, November 8th and November 9th. It was an interactive, the biggest interactive documentary art project I believe that's ever been done. It was a reenactment of the largest slave rebellion that ever took place uh, here in Louisiana in 1811. Um, I got a cold the night of the Halloween party. I had to wear that latex mask. Um, over my head all night. The temperatures dropped down that night into the uh, 40s, uh, the, the high 30s. Um, my whole team and many people in the city um, were sick, congested, um, and so I was not able to walk the 26 miles um, for the slave reenactment as much as I desperately wanted to. I was able to greatly support it, promote it, get other people to become reenactors and participate. I did do some uh, uh, video clip for it in Instagram to promote it's coming to the city to ensure that a great turnout would be at Congo Square um, when Dred Scott and the uh, slave army, the slave reenactment army reached Congo Square. So that was a powerful, powerful event. Uh, people are still raving about it, talking about it, crying about it. Um, purging energy uh, and emotion about it, um, getting in contact with the ancestors about it. Uh, so we're grateful to um, Dred Scott uh, and his team for the slave reenactment. I also want to say that tickets for Voices of Congo Square, uh, produced and directed and, and, and created by Shaka Zulu of Golden Feather, a Black Mask and Carnival Tribe here in, in New Orleans. Those tickets are now on sale at the Sager. Uh, I don't have the show date right in front of me, though it's probably not far from where I am. Uh, but I believe it's in March. Show date is later in March. So you can go to the Sager Theater website. I believe today. No, I believe it, they were on sale as soon as Monday. So they should definitely be active and on sale at the uh, Sager New Orleans website for the Voices of Congo Square uh, theatrical Broadway-like production. 
Some of you may remember that uh, from last year. Uh, I raved about uh, one of the lead dancers who worked out the second line portion uh, of the production. But that is also active, and I am going to have Shaka Zulu on probably sometime this week on both the live airing Blog Talk Radio show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. And then, of course, we'll talk about it, air it, advertise it, and all social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You all know where I am, blogger, Tumblr. I'm on everything. Um, and then, of course, I'll mention it and bring it here. I'm also interested in co-hosts. Co-hosts, if you want to be on the show live here on camera, please email me, get your request in. Also, um, on the radio show, absolutely, in the coming weeks, I will be bringing uh, Oyotunji Village. I think we need to talk to the king of Oyotunji uh, and get some information, clear up some falsehoods talk about some rumors, address some controversial things that might be happening with Oyotunji Village and the King of Oyotunji, who I have a great deal of respect for uh, in the Gullah Geechee Nation, uh, and many other powerful upcoming events. Um, of course, we are having our annual Obatalab um, ceremony, our White Cloth ceremony the first week of April. For our initiates, people who have initiated and or initiating with me through the course of 2018, 2019, this is your opportunity to physically, physically come to the city and be a part of your initiation. Um, I also welcome guests who might not necessarily be a part of the formal initiation, uh, could, but can witness public aspects of the initiation. Uh, the sooner you can get your RSVP in, the better. Uh, there is a page for RSVPs that is already up on Facebook for my annual Dan Dambala Oshimare ceremony the first week in April. Um, of course, Mardi Gras is coming. Mardi Gras is coming. Carnival is coming. Uh, I say every year that right now, just like the fall, just like the turning of the trees, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm physically dying, spiritually dying, emotionally dying. I'm not eating. I'm not drinking. I'm not sleeping. My whole team is sewing, feeding, crocheting, 16, 12 hours a day with very little sleep, along with our lives to create something similar to this because we have to every year at Mardi Gras town, we have to create a new suit. And so we're working now on the suit for Mardi Gras 2020, which falls in the last week of February. My tribe, Blackhawk Voodoo, and my suit will also be featured in a cultural, museum, academic, demonstration via Xavier University. It will be on display at Xavier University, I believe, for four months, if I'm correct, 
and then they will also be on display in a Paris museum for four months. So we're also doing that work. I'm asking for help. If you're willing to sew, bead, sequence, we we ask for your help. There is some minimal compensation that is available for it. Um, it is time-consuming, grueling work. Um, it's also social work. So I need people who are team players, who can get along with other people, who can spend large hours, long hours with other people, you know, eating produce and vegetables and maybe some dominoes and coffee and, and sharing herb and libations and whatnot so that we can get the work done. I need you to send me a formal email request, um, and I'll be glad to continue you uh, as part of the team. Uh, and, of course, I'm always accepting new students, um, initiates, clients, and requests by way of email at divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com. You can also visit my website at www.houseofthedivineprince.com, and I will also respond to your request. Um, if there are no more questions here in the live chat, I'll be so happy to respond to you. I'm probably going to move forward shortly. I'm scanning your comments right now. Um, to ensure that I haven't missed any of your greetings and your love or your capitalized questions. But if there aren't any, um, you can always send your private personal request by way of email at www.houseofthedivineprince.com. Email address is divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com. Tomorrow I will be, not tomorrow, I have a costume fitting tomorrow for a television show that me and my historian will be a part of. Um, so I probably will not broadcast tomorrow. I will broadcast Thursday at noon. Thursday, November 15th, noon, U.S. Central Standard Time, both here on Voodoo uh, Thai at YouTube, but also on The Divine Prince on Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate your love, your support, your donations. We absolutely could not do and continue to do what we do without the support of my community. If what I look do looks big, looks grand, looks successful, looks consistent, it's because of the community. It's because of those who believe in the voodoo, who are practicing the voodoo, who are doing the voodoo with us each and every day, and it's only by your grace your love, and your support that I continue to be present. Otherwise, i got to rely on Hollywood South and my ability to get movies and TV uh, and commercial parts in, in order to keep this, uh, this boat uh, afloat. And, of course, I always send love and appreciation and, and absolute divine healing and wellness to my team, Team Blackhawk Voodoo, Geronimo, Get your game together, bruh. Geronimo, um, um, Naja, Amistad, uh, Queen Charlita, uh, 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 Wild Man, Joshua, Nylon Tanner, uh, historian, master historian, Denise 
Augustine. Uh, get your game together, y'all. Get your game together. We're moving forward. I'm here for each and every one of you. Divine, all test, blessed, peace and love, peace and love, joy and prosperity. Until next time, all is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe. And thank you so much, Block Talk Radio, for listening and being present uh, both in archive as well as those who were with us during the live airing. And, of course, our beloved sister who called in with her question and comment. I'm now going to leave you with Congo Square. I invite you to listen. Listen. Kalamu Ya Salam, producer, creator, uh, uh, poet, griot, artisan who produced and created Congo Square for us, said some powerful, edifying words. I want you to please, please listen to the words of Congo Square. Take them into your heart. Join us, meet us in Congo Square. All is truly and indeed a blessing. I'll see you at the tree. Congo Square. The Omus Indians... The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Le Place, Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life, 
which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat. Be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drums. Heart beat, heart beat, heart beat at this place, at this place, beat, heart beat, beat, we beating place in new world space. Beating, being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace. Our dance is the God walk. Our music, the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together. Circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end. Connected together and singing, ringing, Singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be bonza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy, must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate without Hello. of us. Whoa! But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, Deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. 
a Sunday, a feel, a feel, without shade, but dark, dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember. To beat, to be, beat, Congo Square, be, Congo Square, beat, be, beat. Remember. Yeah. 